experience. Good morning, South Beach. Here we are at the world famous Fifth Street Gym, Miami Beach, for podcast number 17 with our special guest and hometown champion, Daniele Toretto Scardina. Welcome back. Welcome back, literally. You were in Italy the whole summer. I was there part of the summer, but you were there the whole summer. And uh, I got back sooner than you did, and I was waiting for you to come back to start camp for the next fight, October 7th in Milan. October 1st. October 1st, sorry. In Milan versus Dobenstein. Yeah, he's a guy from Germany. Tricky, tricky German name. Nevertheless, he's got a lot of experience. He's a tough guy. He's been around the block. He's actually trained here in Miami at some point. So not here in our gym, but here in Miami. And uh, he's a very, uh, very tricky fighter. What do you think about the fight coming up? I mean, we, we're getting ready for the next fight. I'm super focused. And I know it's going to be a tough fight. It's going to be one of the important fights of my life. So we, we, we're going to be ready for that fight. And you know, we train so hard. So, so as you know, Danny trains here with me, with us. And uh, he trains clearly harder than any fighter I've ever associated with. But this fight is not going to be really about hard training as much as it is going to be about smart training. It's a little bit shorter camp. It's a little bit trickier fighter. Um, do you have anything in mind that uh, you want to make sure happens differently? I know what I have planned for us, but is there anything you have in, in, on your plate that you're thinking about making sure we get done this camp? Well, you know, we make a plan for, for this fight. So, and I mean... You, you know, we, we just, the, the key for me is to train hard, work hard, so, uh, yeah, the camp is short, so, so we, we try to, to do everything more intense and be ready for the October 1st and go and win the event. Patrick, you've uh, talked to a lot of fighters, you met a lot of fighters, you met Berlinga, yeah. uh, big up-and-comer in the same division, uh, you know, Canelo is, is there, he's the king sure. of the division right now, so what do you think about this fight coming up? I'm excited for it. You know, there's, like you mentioned, at 168, there's a ton of fighters right now that are making a lot of noise. A lot of young guys, uh, Khalil Poe, another guy I talked to out of Brooklyn, who's on the rise and just signed with uh, Matchroom. So there's a lot of talent at 168. You know, you're right at the top. You're, you're so close to getting that world title fight. I believe this is for WBO International, correct? Yeah. Correct. And, um, Okay. And, um, you know, what I was interested in, too, for not only Daniele, but also, you know, Dino, you guys fought in this arena before in your last fight, correct? Yeah. So is there any, like, comfortability knowing that you're going back to the same place? Maybe, you know, you're familiar with the arena, maybe the locker room, you're kind of, you know, maybe a little advantage, hometown, obviously, Italy. Talk to me about, like, you know, you being know, in the arena. It's great for me because it's my hometown and... Uh, I'm super happy to fight over there. The last fight was with no no people. I mean, it was uh, no fans. No fans. Yeah. So this was, is different. Was a was, was for me because I, I really feel the the energy, you know. So the ne- the next fight is gonna be with more people. So uh, I'm super happy to fight over there and feel feel the energy. Do you feel like that energy right away? Like you're gonna come out hot? I know in the in your fight, your last fight. There were some moments right early where it seemed like you you got hurt at times. If maybe I'm maybe I'm incorrect, but it seemed like early in the fight you took a few shots you maybe didn't need to. Then you really turned it on and the tables turned. Was really? that because of the no crowd? Yeah, 
with no crowd the adrenaline was like up and down, you know. But usually with crowd, with people and with your fans is is always up the adrenaline. So at that fight the, the, the adrenaline was like up and down so uh, I, I got some shot so I had to figure out um, between the fight. So it was a good election for me. Were you hurt in that fight at all? Were you hurt? Not really. I mean, I, I just give him uh, more distance. Um, I give him his distance. I try to do uh, his, his game. So that's why I had to figure out. I had to figure out in between the fight. So it was a big lesson for me. So. Do you think you tried to like knock him out early thinking that you had him and maybe it didn't go? What was it or was it just... I don't know. The guy was tough. The tough. Guy was really tough. And uh, was ready to fight against me, so uh, I think it was good, you know. Good experience? Around nine, eight. Yeah, nine. Eight, yeah, the eighth he went up by the good way up. You know, essentially, he's, he's, he's a boxer puncher that uh, needs to work behind his jab, and, and he's taller than most. Actually, this next fight, the guy might be a little taller than him or the same, but typically he's taller than everybody and he needs to stay behind the jab and, and do some things that he was getting away from in the beginning of that fight. And he started to trade. And you trade, that's exactly that. You get some and I get some. He got some. He has a, a chin like a, you know, like a rock. So it wasn't that he got hurt, but he did get hit. And uh, people saw that. And you know what? It turns out in boxing, you do get punched sometimes. And he, when he fights the top fighters in the world, he's also going to get punched, even when he stays to the plan. Because they're so good that they're going to get him at some point. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's nothing but learning came from that experience. Yeah. Now, how to be self-motivated. Not feed off the crowd. What if you get to what? If, what if happens when he fights Canelo in Mexico? They're not gonna cheer for him, you know. <laughs> well, so, Canelo's a guy who's got a Grand Knight chin, also. Yeah. So you know, it's gonna Grand Knight. It's, it's definitely gonna. Uh, it's definitely gonna be an, a, a, every fight's a learning experience, and that's what these. That's yeah. what every step is about. Yeah. You know, you hear people complaining about who fighters fight. Who fighters fight? Who did Mike Tyson? Mike Tyson fight his tenth fight. Nobody knows. Nobody knows it was somebody that never did anything. That was Mike, who was an unbelievable talent, learning on the job, learning his craft, learning how to go to different stadiums, how to wear different gloves, how to deal with different referees and different judges. So these are all learning experiences. You know, if you're an Olympic gold medalist, maybe you start a little faster. But basically, everybody's learning, yeah. and that was a learning experience for him and for me yeah. to try to motivate him under different circumstances. Definitely. He, if you, you could hear the microphone on me when he's in the corner, how, how I'm talking to him. And uh, it, eventually I got, I clicked. He got it, what I wanted. And he got in the plan, took care of business, and we were still home early. Early enough to get some pizza before the rest. <laughs> yeah, don't get me wrong. You know, you still got him out of there. I'm not, <laughs> but I just wanted to ask about those early rounds. And, and I do want to talk more about some of the, um, you know, the shark tank that is the 168 pound division. But I want to go back for a minute Last few months, you've been in Italy. I saw you with Marvin Vittori, UFC um, top contender. Uh, you know, it seemed like you guys have a good training relationship. Kind of another guy um, that's representing Italy on the biggest stage. What's it like to represent Italy in boxing right now um, at the highest level? And you know, have a guy like Marvin, who's who seems like a friend, right? And he's at the highest level in the UFC. Yeah, me and, Mar and Marvin, we are really good friends right now. So every time we can be together, we try to do something for to show the people we gotta be, we gotta stay together, you know, to to be bigger. That's the truth. And 
for the fans in Italy was was, was super nice. It was cool, and it's my good friend. So yeah, help each other grow your yeah, yeah, brand. Sure. And he's a good champion. He's a good fight right now. I think October twenty three. Yep. So fighting very soon as well. Yeah. So both of you guys representing Italy. You know, in a few weeks, pretty exciting for. And speaking uh, of representing like, Italy, you guys are the fastest hundred meters in the world. The hundred meter everything. Yeah, Italy's what, killing it. What do you think about a hundred meter? hundred meters fastest the, uh, Italian. One hundred. Uh, He's my friend, yeah, also, so I'm super happy for him, and I'm super proud of him. Hundred meters in the relay too, right? Yeah, in the relay, when the four. And Italians are. We know they can eat. They must be eating that special pasta that's making them fast. Because, um, so what do you? Are you going to do anything different for your fight this time? Are you going to train differently since you have less time? Are you going to go? Well, what's you not know, your exact every, plan? But what do you and Dino have in, in, in mind? Every, in every fight, you you go improve. You know yourself. So uh, maybe last time we did something wrong, and now we we try to figure out. And so every time you go and, and learn more stuff. So I think now we we make the every time you make the team bigger, you know, str bigger and stronger. So I think that's what we do right now, and you know, go improve and to be on the top ten in the world and try to fight for the for the belt, for the world champion belt. But you know, step by step, next fight is gonna be super important important for us. So let's go and get that back. We brought in a new strength coach this time, uh, an additional strength coach, I should say. Uh, Daru, this is his last name, Daru Strength. And he's located here in Florida. He's been the uh, MMA trainer of the year, I think, three times. And uh, he's had a lot, of, a lot of boxers and athletes, all baseball players, professional athletes all over the world. And uh, we're all, like you said, trying to make the team bigger and stronger to propel us you know, to the world title. I am always looking to learn as a coach. He's always looking to learn as a fighter. And that is really kind of unique because typically when people are in the top 10, they are know-it-alls, you know. And uh, we went there with an open mind and open heart and we learned some stuff already. I want to continue to learn from this team. Uh, so it's, we're, we're adding, adding all the time to just make him as well-rounded as possible so that you know, right, like right now it's Canelo. It could be somebody else for the world title. You know, by the time we're, we're ready to go next year, sure. And uh, we'll be ready for whoever that is too. Well, tell me about that. The Canelo Caleb Plant announcement. I think that was announced late last night. It's official, signed. A lot of people. You know, it's hard to bet against Canelo right now. He looks so good. He's got such a tight team, like you guys do. Like touching on what you just said, like it's good to have that core group, and Canelo definitely has it with Eddie Reynoso, and he's yeah. got you know a lot of great other fighters in that gym. Um, does Plant have a chance? Do you think? Like, how do you see that fight playing out? Do you see Canelo having problems against a guy like Caleb Plant? I think right now nobody have a chance against Canelo. That's what I think right now. So. Let's see, Caleb Plant is a really good fighter, so let's see, maybe it's going to be a good fight. I think it's going to be a good fight, and I also think that you have to remember, Canelo's fighting with a different mentality. He almost can't lose. I mean, even the fight, you know, he fought uh, a Cuban um, that was a world champion. Yeah, Lada. Lada. Lada, yeah, I thought, I thought Lada won. So if you know you got the judges on your side, not cheating for you, but they're, they're looking at your technique, they're following you. They, you have the fans and the money behind you. You can fight a little more reckless. You can go for the knockout. You don't have to. You don't have to make mistakes. He's got a great chin. 
Caleb is not known for having giant power. So he can really go out there and fight, you know, free. He can really let himself go. But tell me about that, because with BJ Sa with BJ Saunders, Billy Joe Saunders, I thought he was winning that fight before he broke the or it was close. Like he was winning yeah, some rounds. But it was he wasn't gonna win the cards. Come I don't on. Think so. There's no way. So even if he was winning, that's the point. He can just keep going out there, guns blazing, until he hurts you because he doesn't gotta worry about giving away rounds. Because they're gonna give him rounds that maybe he doesn't deserve. And that's the sport that we have. He sells millions and millions of dollars with the tickets. He has a giant following, and it is what it is. When you go to beat the champion, you really gotta beat the champion. In this case, probably you know more so than ever. But what I mean, is interesting, it is not on the zone. It's not a matchroom event. It's PBC and Fox. Okay. Eddie Hearn is not blocking it. He said, I'm going to ride with Canelo on this. I don't know what his promotional deal is, but this is going to be a, be a PBC Fox show. Wow. So the Canelo bias, you know, I don't know. might not be the, Mayweather. Mayweather's behind. It doesn't matter. It's, who the, Caleb He's with Caleb it's who the judges are going to be. So that yeah. the, you could have all the TV you want. It's who the judges are going to be. What's, what wealth is that for? Who are they fighting? How many, uh, how many belts? All four. All, all, wow. Yeah, so a lot of it's going to depend on the judges. Yeah. The negotiations got a lot to do with it on who the judges are going to be. That's yeah. going to decide a lot. But. I'll tell you, though, though, we once were fighting for the European title and uh, with another fighter, and I was telling the fighter, you are in Croatia, you're, you're from Belgium. You better take. You better close this round. You better go get him, knock him out. Don't leave the judge hanging. You're gonna. They're gonna seal this fight for you. I was later in the hotel, and the judge was outside smoking cigarettes. Like, just so you know, we had you up on every card. We were gonna steal the fight from you. So you never know, but you don't know until they raise the hand. You never know. So you don't want to take any chances. But Canelo, like I said, he can just go out there with reckless abandon because he knows if it's if it's close, they're giving him the round, and that, that makes a big difference. Um, how do you see you you your fight versus Canelo? If you were to fight Canelo, tomorrow this kid breaks his toe and they got you as a substitute you could qualify. You're the IBF, you're ranking the IBF. Uh, what would you do to fight Canelo differently than you'd fight anybody else? I think, I think he's, I mean, I know he's a one step, I mean, oh, one or two step more than me. So I just go and do all my stuff. But an interesting thing, though, like that I want to say to you, too, is like Yoel Romero on the MMA side, he's got like this famous quote a few years ago. And he was talking about Muhammad Ali versus Joe Frazier. And he said, Muhammad Ali, he had the best moves in the game. He had the best feet, the best skills, everything. But a guy, Joe Frazier, smaller guy, less skilled, dirty boxing, like overcame Will, beat him one time. So anybody can be beat in this game. Yeah, That's what's true. beautiful about boxing, right? One pin punch can change it all. You never know someone's heart and will. And, you know, do I think Caleb Plant is going to win? No, I, I don't. But I think know. Caleb Plant has the mindset where he's going to go. He's going to be a he dog in there. And he's been, he has a crazy life story. He's been through a ton of pain that, you know, he's talked about in the past. And he's, he's going to, you know, he's not going to lay down in there. So you never know. Yeah, I actually think that's the real, the real uh, secret. To, to beating Canelo. To beating Canelo is, is your mentality... At the same time, Canelo's life is, we only know what we see on Instagram. You know, he could have a, a, he could have a sick parent, God forbid. He could have a, a child in the hospital, God forbid. Yeah. He could be going through a divorce. He could, you know, fighters are, are known for being scoundrels with women. He could, the, the week before he, get, he fights, he get caught with his girlfriend. Not that he has a girlfriend, but it could happen. And that stress weighing on him could be distracting. That's just a little crack that the opponent needs 
to get in there and make something and change and you know shock the world it's happened before it's happened many times but before. i think a lot of times it's not only the it's a, i think a small part of it is the mentality of the of the up-and-comer and it's about the state of mind of the champion yeah. to be a champion is one thing to stay champion takes a whole other mindset joe lewis said it's hard to get the run when you're sleeping on silk sheets art haggler yeah yeah so yeah. Hagler. Hagler. You sure? It's a Boston guy. I know that. Okay. <laughs> uh, nevertheless, um, it's a it's a challenge. Yeah. You know all the cars and all the money and all the invitations. I mean, he has reason. It's hard to get in out of it. You can't get a phone call there. I'm like, his, I'm as close to him as like his as you get. His own brother can't reach him when he's in Italy because he gets invitations. He was on Dance with the Stars. He gets yachts. He gets exposed. Imagine Canelo. So if Canelo gets loses focus which could happen he's a human being anything can happen on saturday night yeah it's um you know boxing is a beautiful sport and that's why you know anyone can show up on the night like buster douglas too like he talked about i believe his mom was sick leading up to the tyson fight and he promised his mom he said i'm gonna win this but like she died actually and he yeah. said you know i'm winning i'm winning this fight you know there's a lot of stories like that in the game um, and it's going to take a special effort to beat Canelo because, of course, his, his skill level is crazy right now. You just like you don't. What's his What's his weakness? It's hard to point out, but anybody can lose. So we will see. There's a ton of top guys at the 168 division right now, um, but a mega fight this weekend that we got to talk about. A legend of the sport, Manny Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao back in the ring. He's 42 years old. Talk about a guy with heart, will, come back from knockout losses. Getting belts back. I mean, this guy's an inspiration. He's fighting Ugas, late replacement for Spence. Um, I'd love to hear all you guys talk about it. Like, what is your breakdown of this fight? I want to see Pacquiao do it because I just want to see him cement his legacy one step further. But, I mean, talk about this guy, this legend, Manny Pacquiao. He's a legend. I mean, he's a legend and he's, he's one of the best. 42 years old, so keep fighting like that. He's still hungry, so he's a legend. Has there ever been another seven division champion other than him? So I was talking to all about it, and he said, like, well, nobody's ever done it. Seven division champion. Seven? I think he's seven, right? Started at 106, yeah. Yeah. went up to 154. Classes. Seven weight classes. Started so small. I think nobody. No. I think anyone's ever done I think it. He's gone through the most divisions, most definitely. And, like, I remember watching a documentary on Manny Pacquiao recently, and like watching his early fights at whatever weight that was 106 or whatever it's like this guy's a small guy i mean he doesn't even belong at 147 he could be probably fighting at 135 he fought right 154 now. didn't he fight and, uh um, you know ugas is gonna have a big size advantage but you know in his last performance pacquiao first round knocked thurman on his butt lit the crowd on fire could never sleep on this guy so he's um, got power his calves Tom and I actually spent two or three camps with him and Freddie Roach, with, along with our heavyweight, Fresno Kendall. And he's got giant calves. He can dunk a basketball with two hands from standing up. <laughs> no, 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 really? I'm telling you. That is ridiculous. He is it's in, like Spud Webb. He is insane. He, um, and in between rounds, he, he hits the bag and jumps up and touches the ceiling in the gym. He's crazy the amount of effort that he puts in, uh, the intensity. He's hit the heavy bag like it's a, it sounds like a karate movie, screaming. And going psycho on the bag. Again, the level of intensity is something that Lucas was a very mellow guy. Is going to have a big challenge to, to match that level of intensity. Yeah, yeah. Right? And he's very skilled and he's super good. And he should beat him at 42. But again, I'd like to see Pacquiao win. Yeah. 
Danielle, like, who are some guys you grew up watching that like really inspired you? Like maybe they're older fighters, maybe even some current guys. Like who are guys you look at and you're like, I want to be like him? Miguel Cotto. Cotto. Yeah, he was one of the, my favorite. So. Great, great fighter. Were there like a couple fights that stood out or like moments you remember as a kid watching a fight or something like that that kind of like grabbed your attention and said, man, I want to be a fighter? One of my favorite fights was Miguel Cotto against, against Margarito, the second one. And it was crazy, it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of yeah, Canelo, we were talking about it and Cotto. Did you guys ever see that fight? Have you ever seen it? I, I mean, I, I think Cotto won that fight, to be honest with you. We saw the fight on uh, the, the OG. I think. Um, right? I, I think so, but you know, I mean, it was a good fight, but you know. I watched the fight afterwards and the guy announcing was a, a Mexican guy and obviously Canelo's Mexican and Cotto's Puerto Rican. The Mexican guy was furious that, that they gave the fight to, uh, to uh, Canelo. Canelo and he, he had the fight for Cotto. But you're never going to get a decision. You're just not going to win it. That's it. He's, yeah. he's a money. He's a, yeah, Triple G from the first time. Yeah. yeah. Very strange that he's got such hype and we believe that he's so invincible. When he's really been beat maybe three times, uh, four times, including Mayweather, you know. So, uh, I mean, he's, you know, even even Danny is like, well, he's he's clearly one or two steps ahead of me. I don't know if he is one or two steps ahead of you. And I know that sounds cocky or arrogant or stupid, but whatever. He's not forty and all. No, he's not. He, those those other, those three of those fights are super questionable. Um, the, the Cuban kid, I can never think of his name. Lara. Thank you, Lara. I felt school them. outboxing clear. But he's got the judges on his side, and you know, there's you know, it's not about what you know, it's who you know. And that goes that goes in boxing too. Did Cotto's brother hurt him early on? I think like in that second round, he caught him. He really hurt. The only time I think Canelo's been hurt. Yeah. And it, was it Mikel Cotto's brother, right? Right. Yeah, he blew him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying he's been hurt. He yeah. can. He, it's tough. You know. I feel that he's too small for the division. For 168. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know how he. I don't know how he puts on that much muscle. Like he eats a lot of uh, the cows are really, really good in Mexico. A lot of Mexican beef. A lot of Mexican beef, yeah. So I, I question how he could be so muscular at that height and still make weight. And the whole thing is very confusing to me. I've only been around boxing gym since I'm five years old. And I'm still very confused by this. But uh, nevertheless, um, I guess we're going to, you know, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, we'll see. But Daniele, with your, you know, career right now, obviously you got a massive fight ahead of you. Like, what do you envision yourself? You know, obviously a world champion, but like if we have the next couple of years here, like when you go to sleep at night, you envision what you're going to be, your legacy, or do you take it one day at a time? You know, the big vision is to be world champion, to be on the top, uh, to be the number one in the world. That's the big vision. And you know, to my big vision is, uh, is in, in, to be like example for the, for the people to be a, like an icon, you know, for the people in Italy and in the whole world. So that's the big vision, but one of, in, in, on one of the big, big vision is to be world champion. And maybe if I can win it. When you were talking about the fight, his home fight, uh, it's actually a super pain in the ass, his home fight. He doesn't say no to anybody. So his locker room is filled with people in wheelchairs, people, little kids, Parents, grandparents, people he doesn't know. 
he looks at me. We're taking a, he take a picture of me. He's like, I have no idea who this guy is. He has no idea why. He never says no to anybody. And uh, so as much as, as much as he may like being there, uh, me, for some reason, I'm a bad guy. I had to kick everybody out of the locker room. Yeah. So uh, I don't, uh, the, the last fight was no problem. There's a lot less people there. Yeah. Um, but uh, when he, and he's the same guy when he was 1-0, at 19 and 0, and at 29 and 0, it'll be the same guy. So uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. You know, I the night after the last fight, I went to eat pizza. I'm that shocks you guys. And uh, the guy goes, "Hey, Scardina." I go, uh, "Before I get answer, he's like, oh, I saw you on TV." Blah 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 blah. All in like broken English, Italian. But in the end, the pizza was free. The most important part. <laughs> I am slowly but surely become the Freddie Roach of Italy, and this is my my dream goal. There you go. Free food in Italy. That's it. What more could you ask? Ringside tickets. <laughs> what do you got? What do you got for uh, music? Walking to the ring. I saw. I mean, you know, Dino is not a big fan of the rap music in the gym. Neither is Tom. Um, but you know, if it's Italian, I think you can get away with it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I he like Italian rap. Yeah. We have, uh, we have something. Something good for, for the next. You time. got a couple guys you're kind of friends with, right? Yeah. I saw it. Yeah. All the rapper and I'll chop it and whatever. Every time I walk in the gym with rap music, everyone's like, "Why don't you say anything?" And then, that's it. If you're not Danielle, you forget it. But he gets a pass for who he is. We actually, Guay Pequeno, one of his friends, who's a big rap star. Um, he actually trains here, so at least we do is play the guy's music. If uh, Ice Cube wants to come train, I promise I'll play his song. Who? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ice Cube. <laughs> That's awesome. No well, idea I mean, what that I'm is. I'm super excited for your fight. I mean, there's just so much ahead of you. You know what I mean? There's there's yes. just a lot of attention on your on your weight class right now, which is awesome. You're on a roll. I think all of Miami should be behind you, just like Italy is. Um, so you got two bases there, fan bases that hopefully continue to rally around you, get behind your career, and some massive fights. Well, the fight ahead of you is a big fight, but there's a lot of fights on the horizon for you. So, you know, as a boxing fan, I'm excited to tune in. I'm going to be watching closely. I know you a yes man, apparently, with all these fans in the locker room. So maybe I'll get a flight over there. We'll see. But. <laughs> I got a bracelet for you. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if you want to close it out or, or say hello to your fans. Really thank you. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for, to support me. And See you soon. See you uh, October first. Yeah, Watch his fight. Some all the fight details. All the yeah. fight. Is it on the zone, right? It's gonna be on the zone. The zone. October first, Friday yeah. night. Friday night. Friday night. It's a German guy. Nine, but Italian time, Europe time. So. Doberstein. Doberstein. Yeah. Really. Doberstein. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's on. It, it goes on at nine o'clock. He's the main event. So he's a little later, but so that's six hours earlier here in Miami. Yeah. Which is nice because you get to watch on a Friday afternoon it, and Friday still go out Friday night. Which I, did that here last time. Home from work anyone. Anyway, everyone works from home, so put your turn your Zoom off and turn on the zone, <laughs> and uh, we'll be ready to rock and roll. People from Miami can come at the gym. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, come see Danielli at the gym. Yeah, great. Awesome. He's, he's buying free pizzas for everyone that gets in the ring with him. <laughs> That's right. Other than that, we will see you on the beach. Ciao for now.